How you guys doing out there? How you guys doing out there? I'm Brandon it's Penny. Hi. Red Letter Ministries, redletterman.com. I'm his wife. Yeah, and we're not into marketing, and we're not into money. And we're not into drugs. And we're not into alcohol. <laughs> we're into the blood of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Oopa. We're Oopa. a religious free ministry. Probably the rarest thing you'll ever see in Christianity. It's called a religion-free ministry where there's zero meatballs, zero brains, zero tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 100% bright morning star called the mind of Christ in yeah. scripture. It's 100% Holy Spirit. It's a 100% innocent angel ministry. Innocent angels. Zero slavery, zero do's and don'ts, zero flesh. I mean, the flesh counts for nothing. Jesus Christ, red letters, John chapter 6. What are we even doing? What are we doing? We're doing a lot of nothing. A lot of sandcastles, playing in the sands of time. It's not what God's doing. God doesn't play with sand. God builds with lightning. God builds on the solid rock of Christ and Him crucified. Wisdom always builds upon the roots of David working the tree of life's root systems in our hearts, in our blood, in our DNA, healing our DNA. Your DNA is your heart. Your DNA is your destiny scroll. It's remarkable. People don't even know what their destinies are. Everyone's song in Scripture, Genesis to Revelation, you re read about the song of Moses, the song of Gideon, the song of Deborah, the song of Jeremiah, the song of Daniel, uh, Mary's Mary. song, yeah. And all these people sang songs. What that was is their hearts, their DNA, mm -hmm. glorified in the anointing, glorified in the blood of Jesus, manifesting their destiny scroll into the earth realm, fulfilling their destinies. That's when you sing your song. Solomon has a song, didn't he? I love this song. The Song of Solomon. That was Solomon's heart DNA singing from drinking the blood of Jesus. And he called it love. <laughs> and he called it the house of wine. Yeah. When I... He's the wisest man ever. And he called the kingdom of heaven the house of wine. The house of the blood of the Lamb. When I read those songs, it's like... We're the person who wrote it is me. Like we're one because our hearts for Christ are the same. And it's uh, union, unity of the brethren. I have been experiencing manifests in love because God is love, and we're in Him. And he's us love. But it's just union. Oh, so much fun. Marital bliss. Honeymoon bliss. Yeah. yeah. Honeymoon ecstasy. <laughs> You married the living God, I think it probably <laughs> would feel good physically. I mean, even if you can only understand through the meatball of your brains, which is the carnal nature, surely you understand that. That if you married the living God, it must feel good. I mean, if God is real and we believe in God and we have fire insurance and we're saved from hell by the blood of Jesus applied to our spirits, applied to our minds. What does it feel like to be forgiven of our sins? I mean, it says in the Psalms, blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven, whose iniquities are remembered no more. I mean, what does that feel like? It looks like a celebration. It looks like jubilee. 
It looks like joy. It looks like glory. It looks like happiness beyond imagination every day when your sins are actually forgiven. And you know what the hardest sin for people to be forgiven of is pride, which is the sin of religion because they don't think it's a sin. They think it's just good Christianity and trying to do the right good thing, but it's humanism and it's narcissism. And it has nothing to do with his sacrifice. It's your own self-efforts and it tramples the blood underfoot. Self-righteousness is an epidemic. Christian narcissism is an epidemic. It's worse than the Black Plague of Europe. I mean, it has infiltrated every city on planet Earth. I don't think there's a city in 2017 that hasn't been consumed with the Black Plague of Christian narcissism or some form of religious narcissism of any religion. Religion is all about self-efforts, self-sacrifice, beat yourself up. It's slavery. It's Egyptian hell. And there's always a reptile religious demon with a whip beating you no matter what religion you're in. Until you pass through the blood of Jesus Christ the Messiah and get saved for real through God's own blood that was spilt out 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem, all you're going to do is be beating yourself up. And so religion is just beating everybody up everywhere, every nation. I mean, we're in 150 nations now broadcasting, 25 million people the last two and a half months, and it's in every single nation. And there's some precious, precious people in these nations that love Jesus that still have a task master demon over them, beating them up, telling them they need to do some more stuff, perform some more stuff, sacrifice themselves, instead of apply His sacrifice to themselves. Religion always tramples the sacrifice of Jesus underfoot. And it's everywhere. It's called the spirit of Antichrist. It's not celebrational. It is miserable. It is depressing. It is so miserable and depressing, no one in their right mind would want to be a religious person. So they all go into drugs and alcohol and revelry and rebellion and secret sin, sexual morality. But there's a better way. Lust is not the answer, obviously. Every religious person in the world has satanically murdered those who commit the sins of lust because they're better than them in their religious pride. Because it's the older prodigal son, the murderer, and there's the younger prodigal son of Luke 15, the rebellious. And they're both equally sinful in the eyes of the Father, and they both equally need to go into the feast of the sacrificed lamb to partake of heaven on earth. And the younger one needs it desperately and just runs in there and starts feasting with his friends. The older one doesn't realize he equally needs the sacrifice because he's done everything right according to the Bible his entire Christian life. That, that religious narcissism of self-righteousness is being dealt with worldwide. That is the very nature of Lucifer himself. That is the very mind of the great red dragon. Not a small thing we tolerate in church. It is the very slavery system of Satan himself in all the world being dealt with right now by the sons of God. True story. And we are trampling the dragon underfoot by the blood of Jesus Christ. God the Father said, This blood is so powerful 
It's an unfolding revelation for eternity, his sacrifice. This isn't just like an elementary, oh, I'm born again, you know, blood of Jesus and move on into mysticism. This is the centerpiece of Christianity for all time, for all eternity. His sacrifice, his burial, his resurrection, and all of us 100% in his body. That's why scripture calls us the body of Christ. Because we're literally inside his body when he died, inside his body when he was buried, and gloriously inside his body, raised from the dead. Now we keep the feast, and we stay raised from the dead, never going back into the tomb, never putting the grave clothes on, staying sin-free, staying curse-free. There's no curse of the law in his resurrection body. He overcame the curse of the law. He overcame the curse of poverty. He overcame the, all curses. The curse of the fall of Adam and Eve was conquered in his flesh when he died and was buried and rose again. And we are that body of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Having overcome in this generation the curse of the fall of Adam and Eve. The first man and the first woman. I tell you the truth. It is not folklore. I mean, you study Mesopotamia, you study the Sumerians, you study ancient China. They all have a report and a history of the first man. They do, all of them. The Jews, but all ancient civilizations have a history of the first man. It was Adam. There was stuff going on before that because the fallen angels had fallen and took in one third of the stars. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And Adam was created right in the midst of all that craziness. That's why there was a serpent in the garden. And it's like, well, put a seal on me before you cast me out of the garden. Otherwise, I'll be killed out there. What's out there going to kill him in the book of Genesis? All the stuff Satan and his angels were doing before God created Adam and Eve. That's what was going on. It's clearly written in the scriptures. Genesis 2-4. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he recreated the earth and the heavens through Adam and Eve. <laughs> Two creations. One angelic one mankind. And mankind gave up the glory and came under the angelic fall and that's why we've had so many atrocities for 6,000 years. True story. And they're all being healed now by the blood of the Lamb. Every nation, tribe, and tongue being healed now by the blood of Jesus Christ at a cellular and even atomic, subatomic, and monoatomic level in the entire universe. Jesus Christ crucified. Amen? That's right. Atomic, subatomic, and monoatomic. That deals with spirit, soul, mind, and body. All dimensions, all worlds, all being dealt with. Cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, omnipotent, through all this universe. And every angel will bow. And every demon will bow. And every nation, tongue, and tribe will bow to Jesus Christ. And that name alone. Glory to God in the marriage celebration of the ages, in the jubilee of Jesus Christ raised from the dead, and now all nations raised with Him by believing in His sacrifice and partaking, partaking of His risen glory, of His risen flesh, of His risen body. Philippians says, And you too will be transfigured into His exact celestial flesh. It's a verse. I believe it's Philippians 121. 
you in the exact likeness of Jesus Christ shall be transfigured in celestial flesh. Jesus Christ is in celestial flesh. He transfigured, right? Any spirit that says he's not in the flesh is of the Antichrist. He ascended into the cloud before their very eyes in Acts chapter 1. In the flesh. He took his blood, his bones, his body, all the way up into the throne of God, parted on the mercy seat and fulfilled the new covenant. It is finished. Now it's us obeying the Holy Spirit, being led of the Holy Spirit, bringing heaven to earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven every day. Welcome to real Christianity. It's all about being the temples of the Holy Spirit, the dispensaries of the throne of Jesus Christ with cherubim, seraphim, and living creatures, and rainbow lightning glory. Amen? That's why we are the omnipotent bride of Christ. When we wake up to what He has done for us and believe it, we experience it. The issue is faith. I'll tell you the book of Revelation. I'll tell you the book of Hebrews. I'll tell you the book of John. But unless you believe the Word of God and the report of the prophet of God from the throne of God, it will never be activated. They died in the wilderness because of unbelief. So I pray you be drowned in your hearts and minds with the fullness of the grace of the seven spirits of God so you can believe 100% the Word of God. Not the Word of man. Not the Word of the beast and the false prophet and the great red dragon. Not of this universe. The Word of God the Father. The Word is Jesus Christ. The Word is King of kings and Lord of lords. And there is none other. We're simply partakers of that Word. Feasters of that Word. Drinkers of that Word. And the Word is made flesh. And the Word dwells among us. And we have seen His glory. The glory of the one and only. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, is risen from the dead, and we are risen from the dead in Him. That is the mystic mystery and the sacred secret of all time. That we are co-heirs with Christ. That we are co-risen with Christ, co-crucified and co-buried, and have no humanity left. We are 100% joined to His divinity. So that we can't even say, oh, it's so hard. It's only hard because you don't believe in His sacrifice and you're trying to add your own sacrifice to His sacrifice. That's why it's impossible for these religious people to enter the feast. They have so many problems and they're all the problems of a lack of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in their life. Religious demons are always telling you that you need to die that you need to die. And it puts this weight of death on your heads. Satan has been putting the crown of thorns on Christians' heads for 2,000 years of church history. And they're miserable. They used to beat themselves up. They'd cut themselves. They'd castrate themselves. They'd hang themselves. They'd live in dirt. They'd live in you know, sand holes in the desert. There were so many weird, bizarre religious things that took place because of Christian masochism that is so unscriptural, that is so unbiblical, that is so satanic, that is so much ritual abuse, like paying penance in the Roman Catholic Church, and all of this nonsense of penance, all of it tramples the blood of Jesus underfoot. It's His sacrifice that makes us crucified, buried, and raised from the dead, all in Him. We've done nothing. We do nothing. you got to understand that. 
but partake of his sacrifice and keep the feast of his sacrifice. And our cups overflow with that sacrifice. That's the overflow of the blood of Jesus, the wine of the new covenant, through my body every day, drowning the world, drowning the stars, drowning the sands, drowning the nations with the blood of the Lamb, forgiving all flesh, the religious or rebellious sins. That's the job of the high priest, and you better believe that we're in the high priest of the new covenant's body if we are the body of Christ, not separated because of dead works that separate our conscience from Him. Religion always separates us from Him. Religion is the Antichrist that sets itself up in the temple, it is written. Be forgiven your Antichrist belief systems and you will feel the full weight of His blood pressing on every cell of your brains the forgiveness of your pride and religious sins. And all that will be left is His glory. All that will be left is the river of life running through you continuously in an ever-increasing glory as you shine ever brighter to the full dawn of day. Don't you understand? It's the glory of God celebrating the cross. <laughs> it is not a sad thing. It is celebrational. Maranatha. I mean, these people would have love feasts and they'd be accused of orgies and sexual morality, but there wasn't a drop of sin amongst them. They were celebrating His sacrifice in the first century Great Awakening. And so will we now in this 21st century, third day since Jesus, Great Awakening worldwide. It'll just be perfect love everywhere because everyone is being forgiven everything. Everything. Hold nothing against your brothers and sisters. His blood is enough to forgive everyone. Anything you hold back against your brothers and sisters will be held back against you. We've been forgiven much, therefore we love much. Luke 7.47, amen? Amen. Everyone needs the blood. Whether it's just a little sin and, you know, and I only stole a piece of gum from my mom's purse without telling her. Or it's, you know, I blew someone's head off with a shotgun because I was a mobster. You all need the forgiveness of sin. You all need the blood of the covenant equally. That's the thing. You can't say, oh, well, that person really needs it, you know. He's a former mafia member. That person really needs it. Look at how religious they were. I don't need it. I'm good. Everyone needs it. That's the revelation of the ages. Everyone is equally sinful altogether worthless like a lump of flesh. Without the blood sacrifice, there's nothing good about humanity. Not one single thing. Isaiah understood that in the Old Covenant. How much more in the New Covenant? There is not one righteous amongst you. No, not one. It's His righteousness as a gift that makes us righteous. The Lord is our righteousness. Yahweh Sid Canoe. Amen? We have no righteousness of our own. We are 100% dependent on the faceless man, the Holy Ghost, who wears us like a suit. Put me on, Lord, like a suit and wear me. Or put me on, Lord, like a Bruce Lee t-shirt and wear me. You know, that's a little bit more freedom on that, Holy Spirit. Whatever. Just be possessed of the living God so there's no demons in your souls so you can have perfect heaven on earth. Everyone. Just be forgiven everything because the blood of Jesus here is here to forgive you. 
I mean, it's insane that people don't drink the blood of the new covenant as he's commanded us to drink it, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant. This is the new covenant cup. Drink it, drink it, drink it. And it's like, I don't need to drink it. I'm good. Look at how good I go to church and all the good things I do. I give to the poor. You know, I don't cuss. You know, and I certainly don't look at pornography. And I honor my neighbor's wife. And I don't, you know, I'm not covetous of my neighbor's Parsha. All these things. And you're, no, that's just self-righteousness, man. You need to be forgiven your self-righteousness. That religious crap is the most evil sin in the world. That humanistic, narcissistic, Christian bull crap needs to be incinerated by the fire blood of Christ poured through your brains. Literally, smoke Jesus' crystallized brains and get all bright morning starred. I mean, what, abuse his body? What a religious demon. His body was bruised for us. By his stripes we are healed. And these people are scared of abusing the elements of his sacrifice? They're, those are blaspheming anti-Christ religious spirits that say don't enjoy his flesh. Don't enjoy his blood. Destroy those evil spirits. Abuse his flesh. Abuse his blood so that you can be forgiven spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. The Father demands it. He emphasizes it. He's bold about it because you must eat his flesh and drink his blood to be in him, to be saved from everything that will come upon the world. Yeah. Which is, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Satan is thrown down to you. You better repent and come into the mountain. Foolish virgins, goats, and tares. You better get filled with oil, filled with wine. You better put on the marriage clothes or you will be thrown into hell with Satan and his angels. You're living in the days of the floods of Noah. Who was taken in the floods of Noah? The wicked were taken and the righteous remained through water. And this water is the blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of the world's sins. Those that reject the blood and say they're good in their own eyes will all be washed into the lake of fire. They're the religious hypocrites. Their damnation is sure. But you can repent today and drink the blood of Jesus, require His sacrifice out of necessity for your lives and souls to live in His resurrection life. His sacrifice saves you. Not being good saves you. Nothing else can save you except the blood of the Lamb. And drink it. And the more you drink it, the more... It physically washes your brains and heart and transfigures your bodies. Yeah. I mean, it it's the entire way. cup of His love for you. Yeah. It's a perfect covenant, guys. He commanded His apostles. He commanded His churches. He commanded everyone to drink it without exception. But these people say, no, I don't need to drink it. I don't need to drink it. I'm going to go here and study it. I'm going to read about it. I'm going to think about it. But I'm not going to drink it because I'm scared of drinking it. Because if I drink it, I might change. And I'll have to lose control. And you'll lose control. You'll be a different creature. You'll actually experience forgiveness. Which means the washing of the blood of the Lamb through your brain cells. And you'll see how real the blood of Jesus Christ actually is. Yeah. It's not a doctrine. 
it actually washes your brains yeah. so that they're crystal clear living waters and your brains become like living stones by the crystal clear living waters of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. Darkness and sin washes off of you, gets cut off of you. Things that you have problems with, temptations with, struggles with, get cut off you and all of a sudden... You get washed off you. It's not even painful. It feels good. Yeah. Washed in the that's, water of His Word. That's the other thing. It's like, you go... It's not scary. It's great. You go through this... It's bliss. Through faith. Step glory to glory by faith. Faith in the blood. Like, the like he perfect perf he perfects your faith every day like that that oh god glory you can't even talk right now you're so overcome I'm by just, his sacrifice yeah i'm so overwhelmed by how powerful the blood is and how powerful faith what is the stutterer saying and <laughs> The bi the biggest thing oh that God. Jesus spoke against that was like the biggest sin in the Old Testament was doubting. Mm. Unbelievers. That was the biggest sin. And w when you get into religion, you, you're completely faithless. Everything is done under your energy and what you can hold on to and what you can do because you can't see past that. If you go into past what you can see, then you're scared because you don't know what's going to happen. Guess what? <laughs> God is good. <laughs> the blood is omnipotent. Oh my God. The faith blood is, is omnipotent. so powerful. It's by faith that I smoked the crack rock of the bright morning star. And through that faith, I felt life go into my skull and, and my let head nobody for the rob first you time. of your freedom or joy. These oh, religious hypocrites will always oppose <laughs> your freedom. Like the Apostle Paul says, they're savage wolves that have come to spy on your freedom in Christ, the anointing. They don't care about your joy, they don't care about your transfiguration. They just want to control you and oppress you. They're religious demons. Their destruction is certain because they serve Lucifer and not Jesus Christ. They're everywhere. They're in every city of the world. These Pharisees, these sons of the devil, these daughters of Satan, they're everywhere. Don't listen to a single word out of their lying mouths. It is for freedom Jesus Christ has set you free. And keep the feast, drink the blood, eat his flesh, and celebrate our risen Lord and His resurrection life is a river of life through us ever increasingly every day for eternity. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Check us out online, redlettermen.com, and be blessed. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory.